Hey everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more order for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Download the Total Beverage app or go to TotalBev.com. Use the promo code BSN10 for $10 off your order of $50 or more. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Going to work, crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. McKinnon. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. Presented, presented by Total Beverage and Sports Column. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am joined alongside once again, you know him, you love him, AJ Hafley. AJ, we are down here at Sports Column. It's been a yeah. hot minute since you and I have been here. True, true. What's good? Was it last time we tried to come down here? Wasn't there a... Uh... It was an insane blizzard. Yeah, yeah, it was some epic snowstorm. We, we, we were had just full like, plans of coming down at like 10. We both texted Lindsay. We were like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That's not happening. That's not happening. But it's uh, hey. it's good to be back down here. It's good to see you. I know, we, you know, we've obviously we've talked yeah. throughout you know the last few weeks, yeah. uh, two weeks, but I haven't seen you here in a little while. So yeah. it's good to see you. We are here to do some more uh, trade proposals. Talking of. Mock trade proposals. Yeah. Trying to do anything to keep our mind off this horrible. Yeah. Uh, lo- uh, you don't call it a losing streak necessarily because they losing months. They have won some games in there, so it's not technically a streak. But I mean, they've lost five in a row, so okay, yeah. All right, so we're back on a streak. I can see Woo! that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, it's Friday. Yeah. We've been trying to do these on Fridays, kind of a uh, fun way to end the week. Something positive yeah. to give some, uh, you know, people something something people can listen to. That's right. not, hey, we're going to break down the sad loss that just took place. Well, and I said it on on uh, one of the shows I did earlier this week, where it's like, I think I even said, look, <laughs> I know a lot of this sounds like rambling nonsense, but I'm just trying to talk about anything other than the losing. Yeah, I mean, I kind of got onto tangents during last night's. Yeah. Pod where I was talking to myself and it was just like it's just, it's just you can only talk about. I mean, the, you know, you live the forty eight point. I, I mean, I remember, I was I was just starting to help out producing the shows during the forty eight point year, <laughs> yeah. and those were once a week. And I remember us coming in like, holy shit, what do we do? What do you talk about this week? And now we're doing them every day. Yeah. And. It's yeah. a lot of losing, and yeah. it's hard to come up with stuff for every day. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. 
Yeah. Before we start doing that, I want to remind you guys, Sunday, 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 Avs Yikes. Bruins Watch Party, 1 p.m. at Blake Street Tavern here in uh, downtown Denver, not far from where we are sitting. Mm-hmm. You can come try those famous Blake Street nachos we've always talked to you about and hang out with us, watch the game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we've done these a few times. They've been greatly successful. Come over, pick our brain, talk to us, yeah. watch the game with us, enjoy it with us. Yeah, come hang out. So that'll be, <clears throat> excuse me, Sunday, 1 p.m. Avs take on the Bruins, and we will be at Blake Street Tavern. Go to bsndenver.com to find the link to RSVP. AJ. <clears throat> what up, dog? Would you like me to just throw these at you, or would you like, uh, I mean, how would you like? How yeah. would you like this? Let's just get. Let's just dive right into it. All right. I would like to say, though, that <coughs> while the trade deadline is... Like, while we have that to talk about in the next few weeks, mm-hmm. uh, when that ends, especially if the losing continues yeah. and they really fall out of the playoff picture, uh, we will start talking draft pretty seriously. Mm. I know people have started to hit me up more <laughs> frequently. Um, we'll definitely be starting earlier this year because of the Ottawa pick. Yeah, exactly. And um, if they don't make the playoffs, obviously we'll be having the lottery. Um, in which Colorado will have two picks, and you know the lottery will mean everything. Yeah, it's already important, but with two two shots at it, and given how the last couple of years have gone with both Philly and Carolina jumping from the up. twelve spot to the two spot, um, you know, yeah, it, it may be one of those situations where hey, any anything is possible. Right. Um, and during that lottery, Ottawa's starting to sink a little bit further back. They're yep. starting to really lose some ground on some on anybody. Right. Well, um, and, and it's really like once they start to really get you know four, five, six points back. Yeah. Like the separation from the bottom five, not even just the last, you know, the thirtieth place team, but twenty-seven becomes so important because of the way that the odds are and the way the lottery is working. Right. Uh, and, we, and you know, hey, Ottawa finishes last. The biggest part of that is that you're guaranteed top four. four. It's not so much one, two, or three. You right. know, it's that you can only drop to four. Mm-hmm. You know, because th- imagine, imagine, like, think of Vegas. An expansion draft team had to pick sixth overall with its right. first ever pick right? because of how the lottery went that year. You know, and they had the same odds as, um, what was it, Arizona? Fourth place. Yeah. No. Because Arizona picked seventh that year. They had the same. It was the no. It, uh, I think it was the same odds as that. Regardless, right, um, they, the same odds they as dropped. Else, yeah. It was an expansion team that went to sixth. Well, it was three teams from outside the top four moved into spots yeah. one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. Jersey was. I think Jersey was. Five, I thought they were like eight. Okay, I'll look it up. At yeah, some regardless, point in this show. Yeah, so not. I mean, not the point. The point. My point is just that you know we will be. Um, some people have started to ask me about. Hey, when are you guys can be rec draft shows. Ottawa sits. Good. We will be. We will be switching to the draft after the deadline. Um, when that's done, and we're kind of clear of that, depending on how the games go and what's you know what's all going on, uh, we will begin to switch focus to that. And depending on how the teams team is doing will depend on how much of a focus we have so the ottawa senators sit three points behind the 30th place new jersey devils who uh the devils have played one fewer games in the than the senators 
And then after that, they're four points back of Detroit, then five points back of the Kings. So that separation is starting. Right. And, you know, the Kings are... Man, that's big. The Kings are five points out of a playoff spot, so <laughs> yeah. it's not totally unrealistic for them. So, I mean, they're going to, you know, these next couple weeks mean something for them. Maybe it means something for everybody. Uh, like, everybody can talk themselves into whatever right now. Even Ottawa, even Ottawa, you're eight points back of Pittsburgh for that last playoff spot. I mean, spot. that's 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 a tough hill to climb because eight points of the number in of twenty-eight teams. games. Right. You know, whatever it is, like but that's where I, everybody ju- is right now. Just your point on something means something for everybody. Yeah. Well, and this is also two weeks before the deadline, right. so uh, I'm gonna pull an audible on this first segment here. I'm gonna kind of hijack it. We'll save sure, these trade fine. proposals for the next one. Uh, Bob McKenzie reporting that it doesn't look like Mark Stone and Matthew Shane are going to be sticking around, at least as of right now. As as we learned with our own Matt Duchesne situation, it's totally fluid, constantly changing, always new circumstances. <laughs> the fits and starts. Yeah. But yeah. what is your what is your sense on what's going on in Ottawa right now after, after Bob McKenzie puts out there that, hey, it looks like they might be trying to sell these guys off or lose them both for nothing in, in UFA? My feeling was that if Stone stayed, Duchesne would stay. And they would kind of just, you know, Stone would probably get the C, Duchesne would get an A, and they would kind of be the co-faces of, you know, with with Thomas Shabbat. Those three would kind of spearhead the next wave of Senators, you know, with all the young guys, you know, Brady Kachuk and Colin White and Logan Brown and all those guys. Um, I got the sense that that was kind of what was going on was – if they felt like, if 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 Duchesne felt like Stone would stay, um, and if he obviously if he signed, um, then they would both just stick it out. Um, and they, you know, because that gives them another high caliber NHL player that they could. I mean, they'll be playing together. They're riding shotgun, so they're intertwined. It makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. for them to read each other's markets and be like, okay, how are we going to approach this? Um. And by all accounts, Mark Stone likes Ottawa. Mm-hmm. But the fracture there is the ownership group. And, you know, I don't know much about how uh, Duchesne, I don't really, I have not kept in kind of any kind of contact with anybody regarding um, his, you know, his peeps, if you will, <laughs> um, once they left town. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have no sense of how he feels. I'm sure he loves the area, being close to home. You know, and and being back, you know, kind of in his old, you know, sort of in his old stomping grounds. I mean, he's what, like an hour from his yeah, home it's, town? right. Like it's it's not far from from where he grew up, and you know, and so it's. I'm sure he loves that part of it, but I do, I, and obviously, why we care is because if they sell off Stone and Duchesne, they're probably not getting NHLers in return. Right. That's how they're going to recoup first round picks. You know they're gonna they're gonna be able to get first rounders from other teams for those guys plus good prospects whatever at least one first rounder for each guy obviously the price of the deadline yeah. always goes up sure and those are those are the top guys at their respective positions Duchesne's the top center on the market and Stone is the top right wing on the market Panarin's the top left wing on the market Bobrovsky's the top goalie et cetera et cetera et cetera so the Senators have the two best trade pieces at their respective positions. And 
it's fair to expect a first for each one of those guys. And given, you know, especially if they send those guys back out west, right. you know, you never, you never know, hey, where those guys end up and what kind of price they, you know, they, they fetch. But it's fair to expect at least a first out of them. And the big thing for Ottawa then is that their two best players are gone. Right. And if they move those guys, they should really consider moving Ryan Dezingle as well who right now is on pace for like a 30-goal year, yeah. which <laughs> would will never happen again in his <laughs> career, I, I feel comfortable saying. Um, but it's... Thank you. Thank you. Um, but it's it's big for the Ams because this separation is starting to happen with those guys around. You take their two top scoring guys out of there. That pick's going to sink like And stone. all of a sudden, <laughs> no pun, pun intended, intended, yeah. All of a sudden, you know, you're having that conversation where you're like, dude, this is like the Jack Hughes things becomes. Right. It's not a funny. Right. It's not like 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 a year ago or, oh, you know. Jack Hughes. Yeah. You lose for Hughes. (laughs) This is is a conversation. Right. You Uh, know, then, well, then the, then the Hughes cacao thing starts up because I would say right now, if you pulled Avalanche fans, the majority of them would want cacao. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's fine. The majority of them would be wrong, but that's fine. And you know, that's that's going to be one of the things that we tackle a lot. If they move those guys and Colorado keeps losing, you know, then you you can obviously start saying, "Well, hey, both, <laughs> right? Porque no los dos." So uh, that's that's why the next two weeks, you know, not just watching the Avs. But this like eternal bond that we've created with Ottawa yeah, yeah. becomes so important. Is if those guys stick around, that's a huge boon, you know. And maybe Ottawa gets really stubborn about it and they refuse to move those guys, and they're just going to go down swinging. And they're going to stubbornly, instead of adding first round picks and trying to rebuild, mm-hmm. they're going to do they can to keep Colorado. Exactly, the they're going to do what they can to keep that pick from being as embarrassing as possible, which is stupid. They should absolutely go and get first-round picks and prospects for both of those guys. Because, because right now, honestly, honestly, from Ottawa's standpoint, it doesn't even matter where that pick ends up being. It's gone. Because it, it's gone. In a rebuilding year, you don't have your first-round pick. That'll, no matter what, be a top-ten pick. Right. It's gone. You're, you're giving up a single-digit pick. Honestly, with, with Jack Hughes and Capo Cacao being at the top of this draft, yeah, one or two could make it sting a little bit more if you're Ottawa. Yeah, but no I mean, it's going to suck. Right, but, and, and, and you know, there's going to be memes and people are going to tweet about it, but you've already, it's already done. It doesn't matter what you do with it, what Colorado gets out of it. You already gave up a first-round pick for a player that you thought was going to win you a Stanley Cup, one, but you're, what did I say, three points back in the next closest team with 28 games to go. The reality is they were either going to be in the position they're in today or they were going to be watching Brady Kachuk with their pick last year. Right. Hoping that he In does Denver it. with the Avs right now. Right. Or whoever, if it wasn't Brady Kachuk. So, you know, that's – they made their choice. Right. And they said, hey, we want this guy. We're going to go with him. We're going to take our chances. We're going to see. In my opinion, totally defensible move. Take your chances, right? You I mean, never, you never know what's going to happen. To me, happen. that was a ticket sales move. That was a we can't tell an already furious fan base. Hey, we're going to be even worse next year. 
two other guys I want to touch on before we jump out of this segment. You mentioned their names already. Sergey Bobrovsky, Artemi Panarin. News breaks this morning that Sergey Bobrovsky, or excuse me, Artemi Panarin has left his agent and has signed at Sergey Bobrovsky's agency, fueling rumors that they are going to try to Zach Parise and Ryan Suter free agency. <laughs> what do you think? Good luck, boys. Florida. It's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and especially because Florida's been linked to Tyson Berry lately. All of a sudden, now they're all about spending money? I mean, they would have to send a significant amount of money out in return. You know, like you're, I, I don't have their cap sheet in front of me, but you're, you're, you're talking about getting rid of, like, Vincent Trocheck. You know. Could you live with that for Artemi Panarin, Tyson Berry, and Sergey Bobrovsky? Right, well, I mean, that's just the start. Unless unless something has drastically changed with their finances, because you remember the when they gave away Riley Smith to Vegas in the expansion draft, a big part of that was the money. Right. They were clearing salary deck. And, you know, it's, it's so weird to me that this all of a sudden they're connected to this. Mm-hmm. That... All of a sudden, they're connected to two of the most expensive free agents out there. Right. So, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, honestly. I'm, I don't get it. Um, you don't think it happens? Well, I, I mean, there's so much smoke around it that you wonder, right? Right. Well, him, him, because I, you know, you've been hearing it now for the last couple of weeks, and it's like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't see Florida doing that. But the, the move Artemi Panarin made today... By by leaving his agent, who has been very public in all of this, you know, talking about it, giving press conferences, things of that nature. The fact that he was willing to bail on that to sign with Sergei Bobrovsky's agency, to me, is uh, the most interesting development. Well, and hey, if they want to be a package deal, Colorado's got space. I mean, I don't think that happens at the deadline. Right. Colorado's not going to be moving out pieces like that. So they've got, uh, roughly without doing the exact math, about $50 million committed for next year. Now, you're looking at UFA for Riley Sheehan, UFA for Derek Broussard, RFA for uh, Frank... Vatranano. Oh, Vatrano. Vatrano. Yeah, the guy who shared the... Um Co-Rookie of the Year Award with uh, Miko. Miko. Yeah. And uh, you've got Dennis Malgin, RFA. No, he's not going to get any money. Uh, Ian, right. Ian McCaution, RFA. So, I mean, they've honestly, your biggest issue is Roberto Luongo and goal, which sucks because Roberto Luongo might be my favorite guy in the NHL. Uh, but he's 4.5 until 2023. And I believe he's already 41 years old. <laughs> Roberto Luongo is one of the greatest goaltenders ever. Eh, but so he's a top 10. Yeah. Yeah. But his, uh, the run's over. Uh, the run is, is definitely over. He's 39. Uh, the run has finally come to a stop for, uh, for Bobby Lou. But uh, so it'll be interesting. Those two, uh, Panarin making the agent change this morning, I thought was was really interesting. Yeah, and there's been a lot of, you know, Broussard started with Columbus. And so there's been a lot of speculation that Florida got Broussard. 
to flip him to Columbus because they would have the interest there, you know, as part of the package. Like, <laughs> you're not getting our Timmy Panarin and Sergei Bobrovsky built facade, around. Facade, your main piece. Right. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's just interesting. I want to talk about those just because it is it's it's trade deadline relevant. Yeah, and uh, it's it's certainly interesting. Yeah, and they're they're all guys, obviously with the exception of Matthew Shane, but that the Abs have, I don't necessarily want to say linked been linked to, but it's all they're all guys that people have had conversations about. You know, Mark Stone we've been talking about since the beginning of the year as wow that would be a great fit for the Abs if things go sideways in Ottawa. Uh, it sounds like that's been a conversation that has been had. I don't know of the seriousness of it, but it sounds like Joe Sagan has at least had the Mark Stone conversation. Artemi Panarin, you know, everyone's kind of known that he's going to go UFA. Sergey Bobrovsky with the Avs' current goaltending struggles. Just thought it was definitely worth us touching on. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we will get to those trade proposals. BS and Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage and Sportscom. We will be right back. When it comes to insurance, sometimes you never really realize how important it can be until you actually need it. Well, here at BSN Denver, we recommend Farmers Agent Bryce Babcock to all of our listeners as one of the most trusted and reliable agents in the metro area. If I was a customer looking for a new agency, I would recommend Bryce because his agency, hands down, is the fastest people I've ever dealt with to get information back to you. That was David. He's been a client of Bryce's for over three years now. I used to have my homeowner's insurance with another farmer's agency that never really followed up, never followed up on the price. My price was actually dropped by almost 20 to 30 percent switching over to Bryce, even with the same company. And like I said, his follow-up is awesome. He guarantees you at least a one-time-a-year follow-up that he will sit back and review your file with you. Like David mentioned, Bryce guarantees that type of communication because he understands how important it is to be relatable and accessible. He's a great person not only be your agent, but he's a great person to be your friend as well. If you're interested in making the switch to Bryce Babcock for your life, home, business, or auto insurance, be sure to call 303-996-6509 and mention BSN. If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats, and customer service to the next level. That was Robbie Peoples, one of the managers over at Moe's Original Barbecue. And like he mentioned, they have incredible food, awesome customer service, and I think my favorite part is how cool the environment is in both of their locations. We have live music at Moe's at our south location, 3295 South Broadway, with a full PA system, ticket sales. Uh, we have national bands. We have local bands. If you're a local band interested in playing, feel free to contact us at mosdenver.com. We would love to have you come down and play for a big old party at Mo's Original Barbecue. Not only do they have live music, but they also have a bowling alley and a dozen TVs with all of your favorite games on. They have two locations, one in downtown Denver off Broadway and 6th, and of course the other one that Robbie mentioned in Inglewood. I would recommend some Mo's to someone because we cater to all needs a family-friendly atmosphere we have colorado beers on tap all the games on the tvs it will blow your mind with amazing barbecue 
Hey guys, before we jump back into the second segment, we are excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is the CBD-enriched coffee that has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS. It has even helped de decrease anxiety. CBD is all-natural and non-psychoactive. And the coffee is rich and tasty. We could not recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today. Receive 20% off when you use the promo code BSN2019 at checkout. And you'll get it shipped straight to your door. Jesse Montano, AJ Hayfley down here at Sports Column in downtown Denver. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast. It's trade deadline season, folks. It is trade deadline season once again. Everyone's favorite, most stressful, and least favorite time of the year. We talked about probably the four biggest names on, if, if you did a trade bait board, I actually haven't looked at TSNs for this week, so they could be the top four. Mark Stone, Matt Duchesne, Artemi Panarin, and Sergei Bobrovsky, all kind of some new information came out over the last couple days. Bob McKenzie is now reporting, hey, I'm getting the pulse that it's going to be Stone and Duchesne heading to UFA. So we'll see if, if Ottawa makes a move on that before uh, the February 25th, 3 p.m. Eastern deadline. And this morning, Artemi Panarin leaves what his... What a huge mistake it would be if they didn't. Well, right. I mean, huge. Uh, if you can't find a suitor for both of them, okay. You know, it just wasn't in the cards. But yeah, if... If they both, if neither of them are going to re-sign, you hold on to both of them through the trade deadline. What a failure! I mean, you're not Columbus, who you can totally justify holding on to Panarin and Bobrovsky and make as, a run as their yeah. own rentals. Yeah, you look at them as rentals, and it's go make a run. Uh, so we talked about that in the first segment. Now we're going to get to some of your guys' mock trades. This, the whole show was supposed to be mock trades, but there was a little bit of, uh, of news that I wanted to get to. Yeah, we detoured. Yeah. Which was fine. Yeah, it's, it's, it's relevant. Yeah. It means something. All right, so I mean, here's... The Ottawa stuff is always relevant to us right now. Right, right. So Especially, I'm, I'm, personally, I'm looking forward to that not being the case next year. I am, too. It's nice to, you know, because it seems like every night, you're like, oh, man, the Avs did this, the Avs, whatever. They won, they lost. What else did Ottawa do? What, right. what did Ottawa do? What my, happened in the Ottawa game? My day starts with what did Ottawa do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, here's our first trade proposal of the day. We'll do uh, two this segment, two next segment, so we can kind of talk about them a bit. To Toronto, the Tysons, Barry and Jost, coming back from the Maple Leafs, Kasperi Kapanen, Rasmus Sandin, and oh. Timothy Lilligren. Uh it's noted uh, here by the proposer that this is something that's having, happening around the draft or free agency. Um, that's a lot for Toronto. To give up? Yeah. To give up their two best defensive prospects that are left. <laughs> and Timothy Liljegren is... Blah. He's been blah. The shines come off him pretty quickly. So. Uh, would you do that? Probably not. If you're Colorado? Wow. Probably not. Just because I like Kapanen. Um, he's solid. 
but I don't think he's. I think he's in the same same spot as some of Colorado's current guys, mm-hmm. in that he needs help around him. He's not going to go in and instantly make it better on his own. Right. You know, he needs he needs to be with guys who can who are established who can help him. Does Tyson and the Avs just don't have that? So does Tyson Berry to Toronto finally happen this summer? <laughs> I don't know, man. I was talking to someone last night, and I said, you know. I think this summer might finally be that magical summer where everyone gets Tyson Berry for William Nylander just like they wanted. Or R&H to Edmonton. Right. I I don't think the whole (laughs) William Nylander situation sits too well in Toronto, especially with the way he's kind of performed this year. That seems a bit like a soured relationship. Uh, Then with the money they're going to have to give Mitch Marner. Was it 6.9? Like. Mm -hmm. Seven, yeah. That's a lot of money for that guy. Right, it really is. <clears throat> so if you could, typically, you want to pay ish about a million dollars for every ten points. You know, so for McDavid, they're paying for 120 points. You know, for Matthews, they're paying for 110 points, which is funny because I don't think I don't know that Matthews ever does that. <sighs> but. If he goes 40 to 50 goals every year and then 40 to 50 assists, you don't care. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's the it's him being a 40-30 guy for mm-hmm. his whole career that you're like, right. That can't happen. <laughs> not for not for 11 mil, you right, know. Right, right. But uh, that's kind of like your baseline, like kind of where you start. And, you know, for Nylander, who's had a couple of 60-point seasons, it's not totally out of line. It's not crazy. No, it's not. It's not like I mean, there's projection there. Right. It's just a little high. And the cap is continuing to go up. Like, how much is how how much you know Ryan O'Reilly's deal? You know, when it first got signed, real expensive. Mm-hmm. By the end of that deal, after two expansions, right, right, and the way the cap has continued to go up. You know, by about four or five million a year. <laughs> you know, by the end of the O'Reilly deal, his seven and a half will be downright palatable. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even right now, he's he's a point per game guy in St. Louis, and you know, he's still the same two strong two way guy that he's always been. So it's like, well, well, I mean, the, the for seven and a half, why not? The classic example is Sidney Crosby, obviously. Sidney Crosby well, makes eight point seven, which yeah. was but that was crazy also crazy when he made when he. It was also one of those deals that, you know, one of those really long ones. Right, right, right. You know, where... That was before the eight years. Yeah, before the cap. uh, Before the the, the cap on contract length showed up. So, um, but point, I I don't think, I would not do that deal. I love Sandine. Um, And I do like Kapanen. So there's a good, there's a strong temptation there, because adding Sandine to the mix reduces the temptation to use one of their first rounders this year on a defenseman. Right, and you can just go ham with potentially two top ten forwards and not worry about it. Let's move on. So I'm um, pulling yeah, up. Uh, I would pass on that one. Crosby's cap friendly, just out of curiosity, and he will pass Mary Lemieux for career games played tomorrow. Cool. Interesting. Also goes to show you all the problems 
Lemieux had in his career. Right. You know, with yeah. the uh, the Hodgkin's lymphoma and the, the back problems and mm-hmm. retiring and unretiring. And, and that's crazy to think because Crosby, you know, missed like what, like a season and a half in his prime? He's missed a lot, yeah. With the concussion stuff. Where you really notice it is when you see the him and Ovechkin games played. Yeah. What was crazy, did you see that, though? It was about three weeks ago. <laughs> Crosby and Ovechkin were in a dead tie for career points, <laughs> which is just crazy that yeah. all these years, almost 15 years later, and now they both won a cup. I mean, talk about talk about draft classes. Yeah. Like, those two teams, Washington and Pittsburgh, picked the right time, right time to be bad. Yeah, two like, years we, in a row. We joke about Edmonton, but if you look at the four first, four first overalls that they got, McDavid and Hall were I mean no McDavid's gonna be in the Hall of Fame. And Hall is very, very, very good. And Hall still, I mean, that last year was really kind of his that was a good first overall pick. Not a great first overall pick until last year. Yeah. So Yeah, well, I mean you had the Taylor Tyler thing. They weren't gonna go wrong in that draft year. Right, right, right. But like RNH and Yakupov are the other two first overalls. And you look at Washington and Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh got Crosby, and then they got Malkin, not at first. Second, right? Yeah. Behind Ovi, yeah. Right. You know, and that's just the luck of the draw. Anaheim got Bobby Ryan behind Crosby. Like, Bobby Ryan had some great years. Yeah. But a year later, in draft luck... And Anaheim has Getzlaff, Perry, and Malkin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 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 I mean they got. I mean Washington got Nick Backstrom, not at first overall. And so you know when we were talking about lottery luck in that last segment. Like you talk about some teams well, that have been living like holy smokes. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Sidney Crosby. Is why the draft lottery was put into place, correct? Because Ovechkin was drafted, and then there was the lockout, and they were just going to use the same order again, correct? I believe the story goes that Ovechkin and Crosby were supposed to both be drafted by the Washington Capitals, but because of the well, with the lockout, with the lockout, what they did is they set up the. They set up a lotto system because before that it was you draft where you are. Yeah. And then with the Crosby uh, draft and the lockout, they put an actual lottery system in place where it was like if you've had X number of playoff appearances or whatever it was, you had the least number of lotto balls. Like Detroit and Colorado had like one in there. Right, right. And... You know, a handful of teams that had been terrible had, like, six or something like that. Right. And that was how they did it for that particular one. And then they honed the draft lotto process uh, from there. Because had they just That would have been unfair. Ride, it would have been Washington drafting Ovechkin in 2004 and then Washington gra- drafting Crosby in 2005. Well, and that would have been nonsense because they didn't do anything. Nobody played right, any games. Right. You know, you don't know if you have, if you go out there and you play in that first year. You know, maybe maybe Ovi. Was it Ovi and Crosby? Was it that order? I can never I can never keep. Ovi's him a sh- little bit older. I can never keep him straight. Which one yeah. was drafted first? 
But I mean, talk about. I think I mean, Mulliken was actually even technically drafted before Crosby. First, uh, well, he was in the he was the, second he was behind second in the OB draft. Yeah, so I know that. Yeah. But I mean, for Pittsburgh, how crazy is that? Well, and you think back to the fact that both of those teams were put as highly in those lotteries in that lottery as they were drafting first overall, and now those have been two Eastern powerhouses for the last. I mean, that set them up. Right. Backstrom and Ovechkin and. Malkin and Crosby, like <laughs> Flurry. Well, and you remember right the before the, well, right remember they had they had Jordan Stahl too that they drafted like third overall behind Eric Johnson. In so, 06. you know, like it could have been even better. So you what? Know? It was it was Flurry in 03. I I would have to look. I don't Malkin remember the in order 04, of it. Crosby in 05, Stahl in 06. Because the 06 one uh, that was. Johnson. Yeah, that was Johnson one, and then I don't remember. Uh, and then Taves two. Taves two, and then was that Backstrom at four? That sounds right. So they could have had Backstrom two, and they went with Jordan Stahl. Yeah, it. Uh, people always give St. Louis shit for taking Johnson first there. I mean, do you remember what he was like as a prospect? Right, like. An 18-year-old kid that's six foot six and can skate like that and has that kind of offensive ability. Mm-hmm. If Eric Johnson, the prospect, was a was a prospect in this year's draft, he'd go first overall again. If if prospect Eric Johnson, yeah, in a heartbeat. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, that no one mentions the fact that you know Pittsburgh, yeah, took Stall over Backstrom or. Up until a revitalized year this year, you could have made the same argument about Taves over Backstrom. It's just interesting. Let's move on here. Uh, another tr- well, and, like those draft classes are insane. Yeah. Like what? Do, what are you talking about here? You're talking about string of Hall of Famers at the top of your draft, <laughs> and it goes to show you, like, it's, there's so much luck to this. Right. You know, we were all talking about the 2017 draft class. Like, mm, it's okay. Right. You know. And Hisher is good. But the best players out of that class are going to end up being uh, Heiskin and McCarr and Pedersen, the guys that went three, four, and five. Right, right. Well, and, and then, you know, we, you and I talk about it a lot with, yeah, what we're talking about right now, draft luck. Look at Miko Rantanen's year. Do you know how long it's <laughs> going to be before there's another player like that available at 10? <coughs> and, and one available at 10 that you look at the nine guys above him, you're like, yeah, I'd probably take him above most of those guys, but... I mean, depending on the team that's picking, like, you know, with McDavid and and uh, and Eichel and Marner, you know, and then guys behind that were drafted behind him, you know, um, Svechnikov, Barzal and uh, Shabbat. <laughs> I mean, right. like, yeah, there's such, it's such and Kyle Connor's really good. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was a very fortunate year for the Avs to be. Well, I mean, it was it was a very fortunate year to have a first round pick. <laughs> and Boston had three in a row and somehow got one NHL player out of that. Yeah. That is an all-time enormous failure. Miss, yeah. You could have had Kyle Connor, you could have had Matt Barzal, and you could have had Thomas Shabbat. All on one team. Next trade proposal. Yeah. Or break. Nicholas Malosh and 2019 third rounder to the Rangers for Pavel Buchnevich. No. No, Pavel Buchnevich doesn't help you. Why not? 
mean, you need guys with higher end skill. You need higher end guys. You're giving away, you're consolidating assets to get what you already have. <laughs> Why do you need another Alexander Kerfoot? Why do you need another JT Comfort type guy? You know, and while all three of those players are very different in how they go about their business, their ceilings are all going to be right in the same area at this point. From a production standpoint. Right. You need you need higher end guys than that, not just guys that you like that are more of the same. You need somebody that's going to come in and going to give a jolt of life to that secondary scoring group, and that's not it. No, I agree. Um, I just it just doesn't make any sense to me to to nibble around the edges like that. If you're going to do something, do something. We have a read here, so do you want to just skip the break? I'll do our uh, I'll do our read, and we can get right back to yeah. a couple more trade proposals. Do it up, boss. It's Friday. We'll just do it. Uh, we'll do it how we want to do it. If you guys are ever in need of a car, truck, or vehicle for a few hours or a few days, Get Around is your service. Get Around is a car sharing app. You can literally un- literally unlock cars near you through their app. Better yet, if you have a car that's just sitting around, make some extra money for your next vacation. Get Around's insurance policy and 24-7 customer service have you covered. Go to get.co slash BSN and save $15 off of your first rental or visit get.co slash BSN and sign up for free to rent your car and uh, to rent out your car and start making some money fast. I believe AD's using Get Around this weekend. Is he not? No, oh, AJ's got nothing to contribute. I'm now. I'm just talking to no one. But I also AD and I haven't really t- we haven't talked <laughs> much. I basically got sick, and he was like, "Get better," and then like that was it. <laughs> I thought I saw him tweeting uh, uh, that he's using Get Around this week uh, back east on the road trip. That's awesome. I mean, it's a yeah, it's super cool. I it is, dude. It's such a cool concept. I haven't used it yet, but I love the idea. Because, like, going through the rental car process, like I did during December, it just sucks. Well, it's what's tough is uh, I started renting cars for the first time on vacation a couple of years ago. And what's so tough is you go in and you, you punch in all your information online. And it's like, yeah, you can rent this car for 15 bucks a day. It's like, right. hell yeah easy so then you click check out or like reserve and it's like oh well yeah it's $15 a day for the car and then it's $20 a day for this fee $20 a day for this fee $20 a day for this fee so you're actually looking closer to like $98 a day and yeah. it's like well and it's like is this unlimited mileage right you know and you get that and they're like all right well for an, an extra yeah 50 bucks you can prepay for the gas and you yeah to, I'm like I actually did that in uh because I was going from Vegas to, to Phoenix mm. and then driving around a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, Prepaid for the gas. So I, you know, I got it at full and I dropped it off with like just under a quarter tank left. And I didn't have to worry about it. I didn't have to go fill it up. Yeah. I only filled up one time and it wasn't even a full. See, I always just, it, it <coughs> all depends on where I am. Yeah. If I'm renting a car and like you just said, I know I'm going to be using it to drive a lot. Like Hannah and I went to California uh, a few weeks ago, or not a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, October. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time flies. And, uh, you know, our our plan was to be, yeah, we're gonna, we, we're, we flew into San Diego. We were going to be up to L.A., up yeah. to 
Anaheim and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, I don't want to have sense. to. Yeah. But I've also done one once. Uh, I believe it was like in Florida where it was like, yeah, we need this to get from the airport to our hotel. And other than that, it's shuttles. It's walking. It's right. this. It's like, I'm not going to prepay for the gas because I'll use this much right, getting right. to the hotel, park it, and then I'll pay the four bucks to fill it up on my way right. back. So that's why Get Around is so cool. You don't have to, all that stuff that we just said, you don't even have to worry about right. with Get Around. Super that's the cool. whole point of the app is that you circumvent the entire car rental yeah. industry. Mm-hmm. You use an app, you make it quick and easy. You know, this thing kind of, it kind of started with the bikes. Yeah, and, and the like scooters the, and the and scooters uh, going around downtown. It was only a natural leap until somebody decided, hey, let's do this with cars. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Yeah, like it's cool. I'm, I'm all about it, man. Like between In We Go and Get Around, like those are the two <laughs> apps where I'm like, these are awesome. Yeah, no, people like these are, are these are practical, these are useful, these are reasonably priced, um, and and the applications of them make so much sense. The scooter one, I think, is the one where I've been the most. Have you ridden one? one no of those scooters down here. <laughs> no, dude. It's it, what's so crazy is. I grabbed one a few weeks ago. We were down here getting some drinks. We we're going to head over to the Avs game. Yeah. Jump on a scooter in the middle of downtown. They get moving. So you get where you're going quick. You jump off. It's like, hey, thanks. That was $2.07. Right. Like, wow, that's <laughs> incredible. There right. are just some apps where they're just. It's just it's so convenient. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm an adult, so the idea of using a scooter doesn't appeal to me that much, but I like everyone's cars. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's. It's just. It's. Quit. I'm not like riding it to work. I'm that just, would be pretty funny. If you're like <laughs> rolled into, to get <laughs> rolled into work. Uh, oh. Since we uh, spared you guys of a, a break, you've been able to hear our soothing tones. True. I'm going to take some more liberties with what I'm plugging here. Cool. I'm going to keep plugging it. We're running a new promotion, mm. a new yeah. contest, if you will. We did this last year. We did this last year. Uh, it was really great for us. It was really great for you guys, and uh, and, and instilled a, a bit of a sense of team. So, here is what it is: If you have not already subscribed to BSN Denver, and you listen to this podcast, what you're going to do is you're going to go to bsndenver.com. You are going to subscribe for a yearly membership, and you're going to use the promo code. Is it Avs or Avalanche? Avalanche, and you're going to use the promo code Avalanche. You're going to get a one-year subscription for $19.99. And your subscription will go towards... Why'd you look at me funny? No, we're good. Okay. Your subscription is going to go towards a, uh, a tally or a count, if you will. Basically, here's what we're doing. We are competing against the three other BSN Beats, mm-hmm. or podcasts, really, Yeah. to see who's going to get the most promo codes used. Yep. So we're using just our podcast. You can't get this promo code on Twitter. You're not going to find it on the website. It's not going to come through in an email. Yep. You're only getting this promo code on this podcast. So if you have been on the fence, but you love the podcast. Or here, if you have a renewal coming up. Or if you have you a renewal would, coming up. You'd like up. to do it a little cheaper. Yeah. So if you're if you're about to renew on, on a standard one-year price, you can jump in and renew on the discounted price. Yep. And here is why we're asking you to do this. Not just so that you can feel good. Yeah, the, you get something. The podcast that wins, the podcast that gets the most promo codes used, everybody that subscribed using that promo code is going to get a free BSN Denver t-shirt of your choice. So basically, if we get 50 ABS subscribers uh, in this, I have no clue how long we're doing this. That might be 
a major low ball, that might be way <laughs> high. I don't know. But if we get 50 and everyone else only gets 40, 30, 20, then all 50 of you that subscribed or renewed with the new promo code Avalanche, you're going to get to basically go onto the website and pick a free T-shirt to be sent straight to your door. So you will hear us plugging this um, not tomorrow or the next day because it's Saturday and Sunday, so you won't hear from us till Monday. There seems to be some confusion about that, by the way. Yeah, I know. We have stopped doing podcasts on the weekend, more or less for our own sanity's sake. Yeah, and that was about a year ago we stopped doing that. Yeah. It's just, we st I still get people who are hitting us up and like, how come we're not getting a post-game podcast after the Saturday night game? I, I think there was a week where we literally did a pod. <clears throat> there, was, there was like a two-week stretch where we literally did like 17 nights in a row. Yeah. Just with the way the schedule just happened to land. Or I think it was even more than that. I think it was 17. I think you're right. It was something insane. And we were finally just like, we, ha we, we can't keep doing this. Right. It was crazy. Well, because, you know, they have so many games. Right. If we did them on the weekend this week, we would be doing the five. Yeah, it would be 12 nights. And straight. then we would have Saturday and Sunday games. Yep. And then we would have the five in a row again. And I haven't looked, but they probably have a game next weekend, too. Yeah, and so you're – you're, and then you, you add it up, and it ends up being something like 18 of 19 days. Yeah. yeah. We've done pods, and so – for those curious, the reason we stopped doing them was because we, we kind of we box ourselves into Monday through Friday, literally right. for our own mental health. Right. And it's just it's you know, those breaks are important that we chill out on those two days. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it does suck when we don't have a postgame podcast on a Saturday game. But that and, just gives you something to look forward to on Monday. Right. And it's Monday now and it's been two days since the game and you don't want to hear about it anymore or whatever. <laughs> then, you know, totally understandable. Right. You but know, like Monday's podcast, we'll have a couple. We'll have two games to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it'll be good. Yeah. Anyway, trade proposals. Uh, okay, let me go with this one here. I thought I had it pulled up. Do you stop? You gotta stop sending cat friendly links. Just send <laughs> us trade proposals, Dayton. Uh. This is one uh, that you and I discussed before. To Vancouver, Semyon Varlamov, you're going to retain a little bit here for the end of the year. Uh, Nicholas Malosh and Colorado's third-round pick, all for Thatcher Demko, goaltender from the Vancouver Canucks. And I don't know why Vancouver does it. Why? Why don't you know? Well, I mean... What doesn't make sense to you? Demko's top goalie prospect although i have no idea how he's done i haven't followed his progression whatsoever so i don't i don't know what kind of seasons he's you know he's having um but top goalie prospect for a ufa goalie that they're gonna let walk because they don't need him and uh nick malosh who sure he'd be helpful and then a third round pick which hey that's nice to have but you don't draft and develop top goalie prospects to give away for third round picks and defensive prospects right yeah. No, I uh, I completely agree. The Varley thing I don't understand. I don't understand his inclusion <laughs> at all outside of I just want to get rid of Varley. Uh, another goalie, yeah. Um, I'm trying to find one. Here it is. Yep, okay. So this is the last one I want to talk about today. I liked this one a lot. I thought it was interesting. Um, now, the reason I think it's interesting is because the quiet name on the – 
uh, free agent market right now. For me, someone that you haven't heard a lot about because of how well he's played and what a good start to the year the team had. But I think now the team has started to slip. And Skinner's saying, all right, well, they're obviously not going to win here. <laughs> so I can now go get a massive payday in the offseason. Is your mic on for that? <laughs> AJ's slurping like a four-year-old, and I want to make sure don't, I wasn't doing it right into like the mic. Don't act like that's what just happened. <laughs> don't even act like that's all right. Uh, Jeff Skinner. Oh, my God. You're so dramatic. Jeff Skinner. Does Hannah, does Hannah know you're a drama queen like this? She tells me constantly. Okay. You're such a drama queen. Constantly. She's, she seems like the type that would lay it down on you. Uh, No, Hannah's very... But you know that you're being ridiculous. Without, without necessarily realizing that she's being <clears throat> extremely blunt. <laughs> like, she'll say stuff like that. I'll, be like, I'll say something. We'll be around. She'll stop. You're being a drama queen. And she's like, I, I didn't mean that mean, but just you are. Like, she, <laughs> she's just like, <laughs> yeah, she always does like the, I don't, like, I'm not trying to be mean, and I love you, but you are being ridiculous. Just eat whatever's in front of you. You know what I mean? She'll do yeah. that kind of shit. Stuff. Um, so this trade proposal is Varley again. Okay. And Ottawa's third okay. for Jeff Skinner at the deadline. Why? From which standpoint? Colorado, I get it. Oh well, yeah, because that's you're paying ten cents for a dollar bill. You know. Yeah. If this is a guy that Buffalo knows is going to walk, and they think they're out of it, <laughs> they're going to get fifteen offers better than that. <laughs> what would be your offer for Jeff Skinner? I wouldn't, because it's going to be real. There'd be meaningful assets being moved there, because um, Jeff Skinner's a perfect fit in Colorado, just like Mark Stone is. Yeah. Anything else for today? Um, no. I mean, Jeff Skinner is a guy. If he gets to UFA, Colorado should push hard. Like if Skinner and Stone are both out there, they should go hard after both of those guys and build your second line around them. You know. And then next year you have Carl Soderberg as your second line center between Jeff Skinner and Mark Stone. Like I don't care what that money looks like, you know. I was I used to be more time developing. Well, I used to be yeah, exactly. I used to I used to be uh, more worried about the money, but you know, right now, you know, Kerfoot's not making not going to get anything meaningful. Comfort's not going to get anything meaningful. Beginning of the year, I thought. Kerfoot was gonna. I thought he was gonna team that was gonna break the bank. On well, this, I, I thought he was gonna guy. end up getting him five and a half mil when he was on pace for a sixty point season. Yeah, that's where I was looking at him going. But right now, you're looking at him maybe getting three million dollars. Right. Yeah. You know, and Sam Gerard, Tyson Jost, none of these guys have taken the appreciable steps forward that scream big money contract. Nikita <laughs> right. Zadorov. None of these guys have had seasons that say, "Hey, these guys are gonna earn big money." And it's like, okay, well, you were worried about the internal guys, you know, having such big seasons that, okay, you know, the only one that you're going to end up paying is Rantanen. 
Mm-hmm. So then you pay Ranton in, you pay Stone, you pay Skinner. Like, okay, great. Now you have, and granted, you have a really expensive forward core now because all those guys are going to make eight or nine million dollars. But so that's what? A, that's a great forward core. Right. Landis Gog, McKinnon, Ranton in, Skinner, Stone. Like, it's stupid. And then you get. And then, and then. You what, got Gerard on an ELC. What you happened got to the car on an ELC? I mean, what happens if, if you do get Jack Hughes, you know, and then that's your second line center? And it's like. <laughs> Colorado really does become Toronto West where we can't pay all those guys. Right, right. Well, except, except a lot of them would already be paid. Well, and Colorado would have the defenders in place already. Where, you know, right now. And you can move on from an EJ or from a Cole if you need. Well, and you know you're, you're probably moving on from a Barry. And so that's going to, that's, you know, and, and if you go out and you sign those guys, then that ends up being a futures deal. You look more for a futures deal to save money. And you don't you're no longer in the position where you're trying to trade, like trying to force a trade with a forward to try and get that. You know, you you can move him at the draft, whatever, you know, move him in for after free agency starts, after you sign those guys, you can move him for whatever, you know, whatever it ends up being a pick in the future. You know, have have back to back years with two first rounders trade Barry for a 2021 and a prospect you like or an nhl player you like you know maybe somebody to come in and help on your defense right away what whatever it ends up being the point is that gives you flexibility to to move barry for truly the offer you like the best and not feel like you have to get a forward so anyone that wants to talk about the app signing both jeff skinner and mark stone in the summer please direct your tweets to aj i mean they already do (laughs) so like you wouldn't believe the dms that i get or the people that just hit like i'll tweet about uh, the Nuggets. Like, I like tweeting about how much Trey Lyle sucks, right? Because that guy blows. Watching him play basketball makes me want to claw my eyes out. And I'll tweet about it, and somebody will be like, hey, I know this is off topic, but I was thinking about a berry trade last night while I was at dinner with my family. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so people are already do that, you know? And I like that stuff for the most part. It's fun, you know. It's for fun the to most talk part about. He adds in. Well, yeah, for the most part, you know, there are certain days where I'm just I'm not wanting to be part of it. It's it's a conversation that wears on you at times, but you know, mostly it's everybody likes trades. They're fun. They're interesting. They're a good conversation. Oh yeah. We're gonna go ahead and get out of here for the day. Uh, big shout out as always to Sports Column. The yeah. food's always great. The atmosphere is always great. The service is always awesome. Always really like our time down here. Yeah, it's if parking was easier, <laughs> yeah. you know. Which you know, it sounds like we ended up both getting spots right, uh, right close. So yeah, no harm, no foul. Yeah, it ended up being it was just the twenty minutes of driving around and like, and of course all the one way streets makes it awkward. And the construction out here, definitely, yeah. yeah, and well, sure. and then the snow, right? Because people are driving like there are some people who are like, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you know. And you're like, okay, not every car is going to move like that in the snow. Yeah. Like, let's let's just be conscious of the fact that the snow has not even come close to fully melting downtown right, because right. of you know all the buildings and the shade and, and it's how it works. Stuff, yeah. Like, let's act like we've been through winters before, people. <laughs> that stuff drives me crazy. Man. Half of them out there haven't though. That's the problem. The amount of people we're running into. This is the first time I've seen snow. Like, oh, fantastic! I'm going to be stuck behind you tomorrow. For AJ Hayfley, I am Jesse Montano. This has been the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage and Sports Column. Big shout out to Sports Column. 
for having us down here once again. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope to see you this Sunday. Make sure you're going on to bsndenver.com to RSVP. Uh, we hope to see you at, uh, at Blake Street Tavern. Until then, have a great weekend, you guys. Thank you so much for listening.